Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Gary. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 45 of Ask the Accountant. As always, we are live. Even though it's a bank holiday Monday, Erin and I have got nothing better to do than come and talk to you guys, our wonderful audience, uh, continuing the weekly streak that we are on. Um, however, we may all notice Aaron has either joined a band in a country band and plays a guitar, or he's somewhere else. Aaron, how are you and where are you? Yeah, for those eager-eyed of you, I'm not in the studio. Um, there's four reasons for that, so I'll, I'll explain all four. The first one was we had a bit of a complaint, although you have kind of solved the complaint. You kind of ruined my skit here. Um, we've had some complaints that people can't actually believe you about your, your weather anymore in, in Edinburgh. So people were complaining that with your new camera angle, we couldn't we couldn't see if you were telling the truth. So I've just come into Edinburgh myself to go, you know what, you, you tell us what, what's weather like, and I can tell you if you're right or wrong. Blue skies with a few clouds. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, 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 I can agree. Yeah. So I came all the way to Edinburgh just for that. <laughs> that was number one. Commitment <laughs> we have for fact checking. Our, our <laughs> insights is phenomenal, people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm all the way coming up to Edinburgh just for that, just for you guys who's in the chat. So yeah, you're welcome. Um, number two, we came because biggest band in the world's playing tomorrow night in Edinburgh. So the Killers. So we're excited for that, aren't we, Johan? Yeah. We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure you're still excited. <laughs> Number three, little thing called the fringe was around. So I thought I'd uh, see what the hype was. You, you've been explaining to us wonderfully over the last what three weeks now, four weeks. How long, how long it's been going? How good it was? And I can agree again. Fact checking, <laughs> he was correct. It was good. Hopefully next week, Young can uh, fact check for me that Killers are the best band in the world. Um, and then number four. A uh, bit of a bit of a curveball here. I think maybe no one knows about this one. Um, but we headed on the way to Edinburgh via a little place called Gretna Green. I don't know if you've heard of it. Little place. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice little place that one. Yeah, yeah. And then we got married. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, we've been on for the last thirty-five minutes, and you've not told me this. <laughs> not at all. So yeah, so yeah, and as we're doing fact checking as well, here's a little photo just to prove that we did actually get married and did that. So yeah. Oh well, congratulations, yeah. Aaron. I'm sure everyone in the comments will join me <laughs> on congratulating you both. That is incredible. Um yeah. Wow. It's, so so technically, welcome to my honeymoon <laughs> in you know, Edinburgh. <laughs> on a podcast. What more could you want? Aaron, so yeah. People are talking about us already. And now I'm on your, <laughs> now I'm spending time with you on your honeymoon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like I had to get married quite a lot otherwise. of times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it was a lovely event. Um, apps, I, you know, Gretna Green was a sensational place to go and uh, go and enjoy a, a wedding. So yeah, it was lovely. It was myself and obviously Chrissy, um, a couple of friends. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> um, and and it, yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, it was a good little event. Um, and yeah, a bit of a bit of a curveball there for you at the start of the show. <laughs> Scrap all the rest of the news. That's the news. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm so pleased for you both. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. Wow. I just wow. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit lost for words. It doesn't happen. Very often, but... First time we've ever done it on this show, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, where to even start with that? No, that that is absolutely fantastic, and I look forward to toasting you both later today, um, and. Uh, going out for dinner tonight aren't we as well with my yeah, good lady um so yeah and then yeah killers tomorrow it doesn't get much better does it so yeah 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 wow. uh, and and obviously now you've got to think of all those tax benefits i've got from it so i'm just you know 
it was the right time from a tax point of view. So, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, we're both very happy. So yeah, it's good. Very good uh, trip to Scotland so far. I'm impressed with the place. <laughs> good. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> Just wow. Now that's in- incredible news. Congratulations to you both. Um, I mean, I was going to say about the killers. I'm a bit. I'm a bit nervous about the killers. So. I'm not the world's biggest music fan. Never have been. Uh, I enjoy it on the radio and stuff. Um, the, I think the biggest kind of musical type of event I've ever been to is the uh, Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I've, I've been to gigs and stuff with the wife. She's, she enjoys her music. Um, where we are sat, like we're in a pub or maybe a, like a, a town hall is the biggest. So the thought of going to the Highland Showground, where there is quite a lot of people going to be there, is, um, yeah, I, I was nervous about that, but... <laughs> well, well, to, to make it easy for you, we got you the VIP experience. So, you know, you're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Yeah, we've got our own little area, so... <laughs> oh, well, there we go. There's <laughs> a bar area. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, the, the accounting web's going to be full of news. Accountants <laughs> spend honeymoon together. <laughs> For tax reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it was more taxable benefit. That's why we did it. Oh, dear. But no, okay, moving on, because, I mean, everything else is going to pale in significance, really, throughout the rest of the show. Um, of course, we are sponsored by... Employment Hero. Aaron spent five minutes lecturing me about don't forget the sponsorship. Don't forget to say the sponsorship. <laughs> and he blows me out of the water with news like that. And I'm like, oh crap, sponsorship. Um, so unlike Aaron's wedding, Ask the Accountant is brought to you by Employment Hero, our favorite HR and payroll software. It's an incredible tool, and we will come back to that shortly uh, with another insightful video from uh, producer Lizzie again this week. Um, but I think we're going to replay one because we want to check that you, it's still your favourite. But before we go uh, into all of that, let's go into the comments because they're filling up very quickly. Um, so, Aaron, I believe you've got control. Um, so, Paul says, good morning. Uh, as does Kirsty. Kirsty then says, oh, congratulations, as does Paul. Is that because uh, I've got a guitar in the background? <laughs> no, no, that is because you've just signed your life away. Um, Nick Romney says, congratulations, Aaron and Mrs. Patrick. Uh, Kirsty says, you've even lost your beard. Yes, yeah. It you was were groomed a, for the event. It, yeah, exactly. I was made to wear groomed, a suit for everything. <laughs> uh, Paul says, we're surprised you didn't make the trip down here to Portsmouth for victorious Aaron's wedding Sounds more important, though. Yeah. Uh, Intelli Tax Accounting, making tax easier. It says, good morning, good morning. Um, Kirsty says, ah, but your trip isn't wholly and exclusively for work. <laughs> well, we can make awesome. an argument for that. <laughs> We've got a couple of days worth of planning of podcasting and stuff. It's fine. Exactly. And it, we know this whole podcast came from being in a pub, so... Imagine what we can do after we've been at a you know a gig together. You know, the, the world's our oyster, really. At that point, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You came up to Scotland. You got married. <laughs> you spent you spent a lot of time in your honeymoon with you. And oh dear, <laughs> this is not going to help the Anton Deck stories. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, no. That that's just incredible news. Right, and on to the less important news of the world. Uh, there was a party. And it wasn't just Aaron's wedding party. <laughs> um, there was a party in Australia. I mean, I think Australia is always having a party of some sort, aren't they? You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was zero con for those who missed it. Um, if I'm honest, there wasn't as much coverage on the socials in the UK as I was expecting, considering this was their one event a year. Um, and from what I heard from the event, I wasn't overly impressed shall we say with their with their excitement with their new features um but basically from what i could tell the 
they're doing a little bit of this and a bit of that just to make things talk better to each other in Zero. They were going to put some AI behind Zero Central, which is um, basically their help desk. So, you know, you can't call them already. At the moment, you can email them and wait 24 hours, or hopefully this new AI chatbot is going to give you a response quicker. If it does what I think it's going to do and just points you to a blog or an article to read, I'm not going to be happy. Um, but they're also going to bring in AI in one of their area, which was for bank feeds to help identify and match documents and transactions, etc. I felt their AI announcements were a bit yesterday and a bit short-sighted and un non-exciting. Like when you've got the likes of SIF Analytics, Fathom, um, QuickBooks, all Carbon, Pixie, everyone announcing that we're going to be able to do this in the next year. We're going to be able to do that, and they all and all the zero turned around and said is, "Oh yeah, we're going to use it to try and improve the accuracy of recommendations for bank match." It's like cool. Everyone else has been there for years, <laughs> like. How much more accurate can AI make it, really? Um, so, yeah, Aaron, apart from planning a secret wedding, have you had a chance to look at this news and have any thoughts on it? Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, we've already had this conversation about Zero that they're in a point where it seems like they're happy with their feature set. Well, they've certainly made the splash in the news about the fact that they're you know getting rid of x amount of staff and we've had the conversation before about they feel like this is their moment where they're starting to try and go from just making all these losses to actually finally making a profit and to do that they're going to have to get rid of x amount of development staff and x amount of this staff and x amount of that staff so we're at this point where we quietly content with the fact that zero have decided this is their feature set and they're happy to run with it I feel like all they're doing is making sure they're part of the conversation. They're just not really bringing anything to the conversation, right? They're like, well, you guys are doing AI. We'll do AI. Um, and that's about it, really. It's going to – it's much needed what they're doing. Um, if you look at what QuickBooks have already talked about in terms of how they're going to implement AI in terms of bank, bank match and everything else, it's going to be the same sort of concept. I'm surprised Sage haven't jumped on this bandwagon yet and they haven't brought in the AI matching tool, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I feel like Xero is just kind of... I mean, technically, doesn't Sage need to connect to the internet first? <laughs> yeah. Can steam-powered machines do it? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We've got some Sage experts maybe in the chat. Maybe they're not. But yeah, I'm sure they'll let us know if there is any think... AI goodness. I mean, in Sage's defense, I think Sage accountants got a huge amount of potential... Yeah, with AI, Sage in theory has probably got as much, if not more, financial anonymous financial data it can pump into an AI tool to power and teach it. But it's whether it can actually access that information because it's on servers, it's it's on computers, etc. I'd imagine there's no agreement between the end user and Sage to use that data in that so respect true. either. Yeah. Whereas. Cloud was always we we signed our life away, right? Like that yeah. was the whole point. They they held the data. They got to no no. What weekend. you did this weekend was sign your life away. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do feel like with zero, they they're in the conversation at least. There's not that much that they can kind of bring to the table in terms of wow winners at this point. It just seemed to be like just presenting like a an option for ai so yeah we'll see we'll see what they bring to the table um if they can bring anything new or anything um but i i wasn't blown away but then was i expecting anything with with everything that's going on with them they're kind of happy to be feature parity then do it um and and as we've said before the only problem with this whole conversation is the fact that that means that they're not pushing the boundaries. Like we're not having that two-way fight, right? And that's what we want. That we want those two-way fights. We wanted them to come out on stage and say one more thing and bring out this wonderful feature that no one's ever thought of before. Yeah, I just feel like if they can't do it at Zero Con Australia, when can they do it? But they've got news up there when they're next back. So maybe maybe they're saving all the news. Yes. For that. 
that was only, the only other significant announcement I saw um, was so ZeroCon's always, always been planned. So let's go back. Last year, Zero announced they'll only do one ZeroCon a year. Uh, this year was Australia. Next year's due to be the UK. But for some reason, they've now decided, actually, we're going to do two next year, the US and the UK. Um, now, I know they are trying to do a big push into the US. Like, if they can break into the US properly, they can give QuickBooks a run for its money, et cetera, et cetera. But they've been trying to break the US for decades and gotten nowhere. Um, but what was interesting, they did it. I did see a lot of US-based people being imported into Australia for ZeroCon. Okay. Um, so there was quite a big representation from Carbon at, at ZeroCon. Uh, Jason Statz, who is a bit of a social media accountant type person, you know, he's got a fantastic daily podcast and YouTube and stuff. He was taken down and uh, he had a main stage session at ZeroCon and stuff. So I do feel they're trying to make the US feel more embraced by Zero uh, yeah. to try and break that market, which is a great way to do it. Um, so, yeah, so USA and UK next year for ZeroCon. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's weird that they've kind of done two at the same time, but I suppose it makes sense. It's almost like it's East versus West, isn't it? And they'll do... And maybe that's their thing going forward. They'll do an East and a West, and and, and then that's how they'll kind of um, carry forward with their with their um, announcements. And thinking back to some of the QuickBooks announcements and and in the past, and maybe we just set too high expectations for these events. Like we've said a lot of times, one of the benefits of doing these events is being there in person. We know like that's where the benefits from. Right, talking to like minded people. The announcements and stuff are good. They're good conversation topics. But I suppose maybe we need to stop having such high expectations for them. You know, having a fallow year like they have done, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Maybe it just means that they they can concentrate on just building that network and building the, you know, the 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 conversations and having that sort of element. We don't know what the other topics were. They may have been brilliant, right? They, you know, Jason being on there and everything else might have been yeah. a really, really worthwhile event for them that, that made it worthwhile whereas i think definitely for you and me we just go in there waiting for the big announcements don't we and yeah that's not the not the case is it um yeah. and you know even we know that quickbooks themselves they're not to, or there doesn't seem to be any chatter about a big event this year either or next year should i say so maybe they're going more to a kind of tiktok approach where Big announcement, then quiet, then big announcement, then quiet, sort of thing. Yeah. So, well, maybe speaking of QuickBooks, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, you might have been too busy in Gretna Green. Um, but <clears throat> QuickBooks last week did send out an email to accountants and bookkeepers inviting everyone to book into their free roadshow that's oh, going yes. in, out in the autumn. Yeah, uh, I cannot find the email for Love Nominee. So I've, I... got, I've got the dates. I'm I'm talking at it. So yeah, oh. it's yeah. There's um, it's Glasgow, Brighton, um, Chelmsford, Leeds, and uh, one other that I forgot. Oh, that's rubbish. I forgot that one. But yeah, there's one other as well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, it seems like that's going to be their push going forward. Again, we've not had that yeah. annual invite yet either. So no, and I mean, well, to be fair to. QuickBooks always used to do an autumn roadshow. Yes. Before COVID times. Back in the day when Aaron was a free man. <laughs> no, so before COVID, we used to have a QuickBooks roadshow and it used to bounce between, normally between Edinburgh and Glasgow and then throughout the UK, it pinballed its way up, um, which is always a good day out, to be fair. It was always more of the, it was a, Watered, watered down's an unfair expression. It was a condensed version of QuickBooks Connect that would happen in London. They'd bring some speakers. They'd talk about different topics, not just about QuickBooks. Yeah. Used to be very informative, get some swag, have a nice lunch. And you wouldn't, if you lived locally, you wouldn't have to travel far, which was always a bonus. Um, 
so yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that round of road shows, and I'm actually sat there going, hmm, I wonder how many of these I can actually justify fitting into the diary, even though it'll be the same thing at every show. Yeah, I don't know. Can they can they announce new things? I suppose there's not enough, or there's no need for them to announce new things. They've got enough that was announced at the beginning of the year that they still need yeah. to get out there, right? So, yeah, so I think it will be broadcasting that message again. Exactly. But then the, these roadshows have been used to announce things in the past, like the Zettel partnership was announced yeah. at a roadshow event. It was a Go Proposal as well. That was, so maybe, maybe it is more partnership-dashed ones that they uh, they can rely on. And, and that makes sense, right? Because it's about giving that that platform to those to those yeah. uh, to those announcements and i think that works um the first one is fourth of uh the fourth october and basically every week after that we keep keep going so in fact it's the day after the accounting excellent awards brilliant so, that'll yeah. be uh that'll be a nice travel with a slight hangover for home <laughs> <laughs> so if you're already um, in london for the accounting excellence awards knit to brighton afterwards it was only an hour as you do. yeah why not <laughs> I mean, it's the hour wrong direction for you, Jan, but <laughs> for, yeah. Yeah, for me, it adds a bit more onto my journey home. Um, but and yeah, Glasgow, and it, the only one I missed was Reading. So, yeah. Oh, yes, Reading. Yeah, that'll be a good one as well. Um, cool. Okay. Um, one of a bit of news to go into before we take a sponsor break. Uh, that's your key at- note there, Aaron, for you to line that up. Yeah. Um, Apron, our favourite payment platform. Uh, so Aaron and I play around with a lot of tools, and we find some tools do different things better than others. Um, so we still love Cresco for their immediate payments of one-off invoices, etc. Um, but Apron is fantastic for the way it talks to QuickBooks and make enables bulk payment of bills, basically and of uploading staff payments and issuing them really quickly and easily. My clients are loving it. Um, And I'm not sure how much I can say, but I know that they are reviewing their business model. And if they go ahead with what I believe they've discussed with you as well, Aaron, could be a very exciting change to the market that they're in. Um, Because I don't think anyone else would dare to do it. So, but... What we are allowed to tell you about is the fact that they've now put in payee match. So for those of you that um, really enjoy, uh, no, for those of you that use payment bulk payment services, some of some won't use tools where they can't do payee matches to verify information. So I know this is a huge sticking point for Charlie Kane, isn't, isn't yeah, it? I was like, about to mention that. Yeah. yeah. Charlie won't use a tool or recommend it to his clients, and rightly so, if it can't verify the bank details that they're sending the money to belong to the company they believe it belongs to. Um, So Apron have now launched their payee match, so you'll put your account number and sort code in, and it will go, buff, we believe this bank account belongs to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or ABC Limited, or whatever it is. So it gives you another level of confidence that you're sending the money to the right people. Um, so, yeah, so great release. I think that will just enhance the adoption further um, for Apron. Um, they're doing some pretty exciting stuff at the moment. And what they're proposing to look at and looking at doing is quite market challenging in a good way, I think. Um, and I think if they get the uptake from it, it would actually challenge the market in such a way that accountants, bookkeepers, and small businesses are going to really benefit from this move. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, another great feature released by Apron there. Uh, have you tried it yet, Aaron? Yes. Um, it, it's one of those with Apron. It's like you've already mentioned Cresco as well. They're the two that we literally run our businesses from them now. Like They're not just cool tech that we can talk about and shout about and promote to our clients, but actually we're, we're using to run our businesses and they're that crucial to us. Um, Apron, we, we've just kind of set up as the accountant limited, haven't we? And we've kind of gone through that big boy pants mode. And it was, it was um, Apron that I used to make the payments to. I can't remember what supplier we had to pay at that point, um, but it was them that we used straight away. And it, it just made sense. And now having this bit here, just took that little bit of extra 
blocked out out of my mind when I was doing it. Even though I've used Apron for X amount of transactions now, I'm confident to use it. I'm, I'm confident they're going to do it. You're still relying on AI to read the invoice. and Because for anyone who doesn't know, my favorite bit about Apron, the bit that I really push for, is that if it's seen something that's outstanding and overdue and there's a bill sat there waiting to be paid, and you've actually put the attachment on there, which you would do for a majority of transactions you have, um, then what it does is it reads that invoice itself and finds the bank details for you and applies them and push them through. It's just the time saving. It's, you know, it's a great piece of um, piece of uh, tech that they've got there. But obviously that, that is unique to them, isn't it? Like exactly. no one else does it. And that's why we love Apron to the level we do because yeah. BitBooks doesn't store that information for us rightly or wrongly and we're having our own debates with quickbooks about that exactly because they, they did in they did in desktop <laughs> you're going to just keep hitting them with that stick aren't you yeah, exactly. you used to do it in desktop but yeah i um pay match really helps with that and it does because because if you've got ai just grabbing that data for you you need that 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 comfort blanket right you need that comfort blanket that it's not misread a digit it's not taking the wrong like bank details or something or whatever you know whatever uh could be on a on an invoice um because the more we use it the more confidence we get the less you know checking we were doing i certainly was i was going oh it's found it that must be right do you know what i mean <laughs> rightly or wrongly i was just accepting it now it's also going to check to make sure it was right in the first and i think that's a you know it just it just means that we can really just heavily rely on that tech let the tech do what it's supposed to do it saves time as soon as you share with a client they love it as well they're like oh this is magic right um so and it just it stops you having to mess around making payments you know even it can even be clever enough to find things for like pye and, and hmrc bank payments and stuff like that it's just really clever we like it we like it a lot very yeah no it's a great tool and we're, we're rolling it out to clients i mean our main focus at the moment is clients who've got big payrolls because it's free of charge. So it makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay, so Apron, challenging the payments world. And I'm, I'm loving it because it's a world that's really needed a bit of a revamp for quite a while. Yes. Um, and everyone that came in saying they were going to challenge it, they, they were just doing the same thing and the challenge was in the pricing and that model. Whereas Apron came in with this whole... OCR tool that just made it revolutionary, really. Um, brilliant. Okay, let's go to a uh, sponsored ad break. This episode is brought to you, as always, by Employment Hero. Uh, Employment Hero is a fantastic tool for payroll and for HR. Um, it's a tool that my own team have been really enjoying. So, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, I acquired Joe Wood's virtual FD service. So, we've already modernized their view of. HR and payroll by introducing KeyPay to them, um, both as employees. So they've got their KeyPay app, their pay slips, and they've also got their KeyPay uh, so Employment Hero. So they've got their Employment Hero app for their pay slips, and they've got the Employment Hero swag app for their HR. Um, so they've got access to all their contracts, the policies, the benefits, etc., all there in one place. And they are loving life. And they're already talking about how that's going to be beneficial to their clients rolling out in the future as well um so yeah so aaron let's roll the ad rc accountant brings to you employment hero are you ready for a new era of work and pay say hello to swag the world's first employment super app redefining the way you work and get paid swag combines easier work exciting careers flexible pay and exclusive benefits into one revolutionary platform. From timesheets and leave requests to peer shoutouts and company notifications, the Swag app takes all the features your team loves in the Employment Hero app and gives it a facelift. The app is redefining what it means to be employed. Rolling work and wages into one super app for your employees. And when you offer employment, Employment Hero brings the benefits. Find the best talents via the job board and manage applications with ease. Give candidates the ability to track their progress and allow your team to refer friends, past colleagues or even apply themselves. Say goodbye to the old ways and embrace the future of employment with swag. 
Visit employmenthero.com to learn more about Swag, the world's first employment super app. Don't you love it when I talk about something and then the ad backs it up? Like <laughs> I had forgotten that the ad had Swag mentioned in it. So yeah, I'm uh, very pleased with that. Uh, great segue. Yeah, we, right. we, um, we rolled out for the first time uh, their um, recruitment drive tool. I oh, yeah. Uh, but they have a fancy name for it, don't they? Um, but it was so simple. Like literally you just find someone else in your organization with a very similar job that you're looking for and you click one button and it starts generating it for you. It's got AI involved in terms of what the job thing would want to be, what the job title is going to be, or the job description is going to be. Um, and then it really just kind of goes, just needs that bit of information for you. You know, how many hours are expected, what location and everything. And then it's done. And now we've got a screening process for the first time ever. Like we've never had that before. We've just had to do that ourselves. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what the results of that's going to be. And, and how that goes along. Fantastic. Um, yeah, let us know how you get on with that. Um, it's not something we've had to use yet, but uh, always interested to hear about no, It's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah. Right. Let's just refer back to our comments quickly. Um, so Lorraine says, good morning. Uh, morning, guys. Bank holiday working on re-enrolling pension stuff today. I'm not sure that's the... each to their own, Lorraine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is a bank holiday Monday for most. Uh, not in Scotland. No bank holiday in Scotland today. Oh, is it not bank holiday in Scotland? No. In Scotland, we have our own bank holidays that everyone ignores instead. Oh, so wow. it's a bit of a mess in Scotland. But if you um, had bank holiday in Scotland, you could have had one extra day of the fringe, surely. Well, well, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hey-ho. Uh, Paul Keating says, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Patrick. Thank Paul W said he loved the old Connect days out. Did a talk at Mercedes Benz World at once. Yeah, they're fantastic days out. Uh, Kirsty had a lovely session with Olga at Apron. Yeah, Olga's lovely. Um, Aaron and I have both been having quite a few sessions with them recently about various topics we're not allowed to discuss. Um, just like everything else in our lives at the moment. <laughs> um, and Kirsty said it was nice to be nice for a client that only had supplier name, say Fred. It read the details and said close, ma close match and suggested it was for Fred Blogs Limited. Fantastic. So not only is it just going, we don't agree, it goes, we don't agree, but we think it's this. Is that right? And you can go, yes, that's right. Um, so yeah, aprons, payee match, great little tool there. Right. I'm going to mix up the order here slightly. Yep. I want to talk about something that's very important. Um, and I think any software providers out there listening need to take heed of this. Um, Aaron, you did a video, not such a positive video, shall we say, about the new fixed asset register that's coming to QuickBooks in the USA. Uh, from the point of view of if this is coming to the USA now, we can normally expect it within the year in the UK. That's the time. Because when they when we release stuff in the USA, it kind of goes USA, Canada, UK. That's kind of their roadmap normally. Um, so you thought you'd get a head start, like you always do with these QuickBooks Advance uh, features. Uh, fixed assets, it's going to be released into QuickBooks Advanced, which will mean it'll probably be in QuickBooks Advanced for the UK as well in the next year. Yep. Um, overall, not a positive video. Um, we'll leave it at that, though. We'll let viewers go and watch that on your... Uh, QuickBooks chat channel on YouTube. There you go. You owe me another couple of subscribers. <laughs> um, but one of the topics you covered in it, which really got me thinking, especially with my client engager hat on, was if you're coming to the party late for a feature, as a minimum, you've got to offer feature parity with the competition. But ideally, you need to be excelling somewhere to justify the delay. Because the theory being that, you know, so if we take Apple, our favorite hardware friends, they this year are rumored in the next couple of weeks to be launching the iPhone 15 Ultra with a telescopic camera lens. Now, what that means is you get more digital, uh, more manual zoom on your camera lens. And Apple have been building this for a long time because 
Samsung and all the Android competitors have had telescopic lenses for ages. Yep. But the quality hasn't always been great. Less so of an issue in Samsung, for example, but some of the cheaper phones, it's not been great. And Apple will come to the market and they'll deliver the feature and there'll be something about that hardware or the software powering it that not only just brings it on par with everyone else, it excels what everyone else is doing. And you were very much of that opinion for QuickBooks Fixed Assets Register. Like, you know, Zero have had this for ages. Yep. Netflix has been in, the, in existence for ages. Free Agent have got their own asset register stuff built in. QuickBooks surely have gone, well, that's what they're doing. We're going to match that and improve on it. Yeah, and, and remember, it was for their premium product as well. And it's for their premium product. So, you, you know, you, this is technically behind a paywall. Um, so you expect something incredible, and that's mm-hmm. not what you got. Um, and I was, I was then looking at the market thinking, it's not the first time this year we're seeing this. You and I keep seeing new softwares come out where they've not even achieved feature parity in some places. Never mind Excel. So if we go back to our example of Apron, right? If Apron just came out and said, oh, yeah, you can just plug in QuickBooks or Xero. If it's got the bank details, we'll pull it through. If it hasn't, you have to put it in manually. And then you can make your payments using open banking. That, that's on par with everyone else. The, the advancement they brought in was their OCR tool, where they can, they're, not, they're not just going, we can see there's an invoice. They're going, we can see there's an invoice. We can see the attachment. We're pulling through the attachment. We're reading the attachment. We're finding the bank details, and we're putting it through. That was the advancement. So they've done exactly what we are saying here that all software should be doing. If you come into the party after it's already been announced, as it were, and you come into the party late, then you need to come to the party with a, at least a, the same offering, if not better. Um. And yet we're just seeing loads and loads of examples, aren't we, of that? So um, have you got any examples you wanted to, you that made you go, yeah, these guys have done the same, made the same mistake. They've not even really achieved parity, never mind advancement. Yeah, there's there's a lot. In, and before I go for examples, it's, you've got to remember, like, okay, we're not in apples to apples sort of um, uh, uh, examples here in terms of, when we, when we put Apple on that pedestal, they have significantly more R&D spend. They have significantly more talented. Like, they've got the best of the best, right? So trying to trying to put everyone into the same, right, well, you should follow the Apple thing is, is unfair, right? But it, it's the perfect example. It's the perfect energy of what's happened. They've still not brought out a foldable device yet because they've not found anything that will make that foldable device better than the rest. So instead of just doing a subpar product, they've just held back on it, even though that's probably money on the table, right? They probably would. Mm-hmm. would but people like you and me, even if it was terrible, we would probably, you know, <laughs> go down there and buy it. I always look at, like, the Samsung foldables, and I go, oh, that, just from something different, that's quite interesting and a bit novel, and I quite like that. And if it wasn't for the fact that I'm in the Apple ecosystem, where I've got my watch, my tablets, my iPad, everything is all Apple. If I didn't have all of that, I I potentially would swap to Samsung just for that folding bit. Um, yeah. Thankfully, Apple have got such a high barrier of entry for me that if I wanted to move to, say, Android, not only would I not, tend to, in my personal opinion, get the same functions as I'm looking at from Apple, but the cost is prohibitive for me now because i'm yeah. so far down that rabbit warren of apple um and, yeah. and in our world we don't have like, like there isn't that luxury right there isn't an apple of our world right as much as we'd love there to be as much as you know it'll be great to have that that one software provider that can take its time and just deliver something and and, and it's out there and we don't have that we with there's very small barrier to entry and a lot of it is you know going to be cost of the client isn't it and features for the client it's it's a whole different world so you know yes client engager can't sit on its laurels and just go right we'll release xyz when it's absolutely perfect you know 
sometimes softwares have to go out and li- and deliver and release software. What's and all? That's the only way that that it can work. But there has to be that minimal vial product line where you've got to. If you've waited, you know, if you, if you have purposely waited that long, you're going to have to release something that, that's at least got something there to bring people back to. And I think another big example of that, and, you know, it's terrible to say it, but has got to be Bright and Bright Proposal. Like, what were they? I suppose in fairness to them, they were bringing feature parity, but they were still missing the the essence of what they were going to, like, bring to the forefront, which was this wonderful amazing ecosystem where everything just works but yet they've just released a product that doesn't actually talk to the rest of the ecosystem so do you know what i mean like like there's it's a really tough one and i know that from development point of view there's a lot of costs involved and they need to start recouping that cost sooner rather than later and all that is completely and utterly tick 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 agree and it, and if we just put our accountants hat on and we were advising them in their product life cycle of course we would say get it out there get some money get some return on investment straight away i just feel like we've got to be more mindful of it and 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 items like the fixed asset register are just going to hurt the brand overall because it 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 just makes it difficult for you to then get excited about the next big thing because you think well they dropped the ball on this one when they've had so long to build it, what? Why should we get excited for the next big release? Um, and from your point of view, like your hat, it must be, you know, you, I know that you have such a a huge product um, list and, and release schedule and, and and everything else. And I know, you know, you pride yourselves on let's make sure that the community community can decide what goes and what the order is going to be. But there must be so many internal conversations for yourself going but we could just release this tomorrow um, and it will get some buzz and that'd be great for the bottom line. But ultimately you've got to make sure that it's a worthwhile release, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way we release stuff is, you know, we'll always release what we call phase one, knowing that we're going to come back to it and improve it going forwards. But phase one isn't complete and ready for a release until it's on par with everyone else or better or we can turn around and comfortably say, look, the functionality is there. It doesn't look as sexy as our competitors, but the functionality is there and you can do it from day one. And we can't justify doing any more to it just now because remember, we're giving this to you for free. This is a free new upgrade. We're not increasing our prices because of it. You know, so if you look at, let's take proposal softwares, okay? Yeah. Go proposal as a, up there, been there for a long, long time. They've got a fantastic community around them, etc. What everyone forgets, as and Bright have just demonstrated this, is you're not just paying for software there. You're paying for the teachings of James Ashford. Like the men, the whole philosophy behind pricing, of fixed pricing and stuff, and how you calculate your prices and stuff. That's what you're paying Go Proposal for to a certain degree. Yeah. So when Bright brings out a product that's technically on, on par with their, with Go Proposal at the same price, they've then missed the fact that some of the value is the James Ashford and the Go Proposal team's pricing education behind it. Because um, Bright aren't offering that. They're just giving you a tool. In the same regards, Client Engager aren't offering you the pricing education. We're just giving you the tool to do it. The difference is we're not charging for that. So our step above parity is it's free. It's a free tool to use within your eco within our ecosystem. And the fact that it's all built in does make it a bit slicker, I think, in my opinion. But I might be biased. Um, so it doesn't have to be a whole new feature. No, it just you need to understand what you're competing against. And yeah. Bright have didn't understand what they were competing against, I don't think, when they came up with their pricing for that solution. Um, <clears throat> don't don't you think, like, I know it's hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I know um, it's easy to sit here. I mean, you've got more experience than I have on it, but it's easy to sit here and just say, oh, this is a solution. But we've already seen the solution ourselves. You know, for anyone who don't know, we were involved in the very first pre-beta of 
what was going to be QuickBooks's accounts production software. Yeah. And thankfully, they gave an opportunity for accountants to have a look at the software and give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Now, we didn't give it a thumbs down. We gave it a do not even think about releasing this. You know, we bury it. <laughs> yeah, bury it and, you know, burn it at the stake if you have to sort of scenario, right? That was the, the level of criticism we we needed to give to make sure that they took that step back, went away and built something that's now, you know, exactly what, not exactly what we want, but it's the the roadmaps there, right? It is the first step for something that we know we're going to have confidence in is going to be a good product to the end. And that's difficult for software providers because it would have been so much easier for them just to release it there and then in that old state, but they had to take that year or year and a bit, however long it was, to come back with something that was actually set expectations, would actually get that conversation going, would actually have opportunities. Because we've seen it before, like it's all well and good doing this, you know, let's just release a minimal viable product and hope for the best. But the danger you have with that is the minimum viable product will be so bad and so terrible that people write it off from day one. And it doesn't matter how many updates you bring, doesn't matter how many bells and whistles you put to it, their expectation, they've already been burnt, the fingers have been burnt, and they don't, they, they, they just remember what they had before, and it's really difficult to bring them back. Um, yeah. and, and it becomes chicken and egg, doesn't it? Because a lot of these minimal viable products ideas are, are let's release something. If it goes really well, we'll plow a lot more of the resources into it and we'll make it what it should be. But if it doesn't go very well, well, it was a, a misstep and we'll move away from it. But sometimes that minimum viable product being released at the state that it was is the reason no one's talking about it. the reasons no one using it because it's unusable. And that's a really, really difficult um, tightrope to walk, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, as you say, we, you know, <clears throat> I, we could have released forms in client engager. Technically, if I pushed, we could have done it weeks ago, but it would have been on par with what, with what accountancy manager offer. And we wouldn't have got the sustained buzz that we were looking for from it. Uh, you know, we want, we wanted our forms to be just so much more powerful and useful. Um, you know, are they going to be as powerful and useful as potentially Google Forms or any other form specialist softwares? No, of course they're not. We're not. We're not aiming for that. We're just trying to take what's already on the market, built into practice management softwares, and take it up a notch and offer a slightly better offering. Um, but we've we've held off from releasing it until we know we've achieved that next step up. Um, which, from you know, from the point of view of the guy who sat talking to the community, is exceptionally frustrating because yeah. I'm sat there going, "Come on, we need this, we want this. It's holding us up. It's it's delaying all the other great features we want to do." But I know in my heart we cannot release it until it is ready to be released. You know, we need that minimum minimum starting step for us to start to launch it. Yeah, it um, that just takes a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, there's a lesson to be learned out there, I think, for a lot of software vendors that come to the market with, uh, oh, we've got this. I think anyone with investors behind them is under more pressure to do it because the investors want to see you on the market and they don't always comprehend the damage they're doing to their own brand, their own self by rushing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, like. You know, if I was at Bright and I had Bright proposed ready to go, I wouldn't have released it until the integration with Accountancy Manager was bulletproof. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of investors pushing yeah. for it to be done. Um, that's your way of going, right, okay, that's our USP. That's yeah. something that no one else can do. That's, you know, well, ironically, that's something that Go Proposal can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, you know, doesn't work. But... Uh, I feel like we're at such a mature area in terms of software development at the moment, where it's three, four years ago, they could have got away with it, right? Like yeah. you could re- release something, maybe it's a bit ropey here, maybe it's a ropey that, but we were just happy to have something. Yeah, we were just happy to have something to enhance our business and enhance our practice. Now, such a competitive market, there's so many op- options out there that you've got to be bringing something that's bulletproof if you're going to, 
be late to the party. And that's that's the difficulty that the, the software developers are going to have, you know. Um, and and if you want to put it behind a paywall, definitely you're going to have to bring something yeah. to the party because we've got so much options out there, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of, you know, like I talk to a lot of startup softwares and there's a lot of people trying to get into the AML space at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, improve efficiencies in AML checks and stuff. And I keep saying to them, look, your pricing model is far too expensive compared to what your competitors are doing. Their main competitors in, in the UK is like Verify or Zama. Verify is cheap, but very basic of what it offers. Yeah. And yet Zama have just launched or just announced this weekend a new subscription model for more advanced checks, for more advanced features like ongoing monitoring of PEP and ID checks and stuff. So the bit I've been saying to these AML tools, this this is the this is where the hole is in the market. Zama have just filled it. Like they're moving quickly to keep on top of it. Ignore the thumbs up bit. On, on, if you're watching this and you just saw a thumbs up on the screen, I apologize. Apple's got a new feature in their software <laughs> that recognizes hand gestures and then it puts a thumbs up for me and it's really irritating, even though I'm using my thumb to point behind me. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, you've got to move quickly in this software market at the moment. And that's the edge client engagers, Zama, and people have got at the moment is we can move leading quickly to fill those holes uh, compared to the big boys. Um, but yeah, you you've got to be on par, and that's really difficult when you know small businesses, dynamic businesses like Zama are coming in and filling the hole which you thought you had as a advancement before you have time to even get on par. Never mind the advancement. Um, so it's a real challenging market. But people, software providers need to stop releasing subpar products. Because it is damaging their reputation. Um, as simple as that. Um, quickly go through some of the comments. Uh, da, 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 da. Paul says at least there's one software company offering major updates in the form of forms. Client engager is. Yep. Uh, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Patrick again. Uh, sometimes fans are too easy to approve stuff that's not actually that good. Yeah, we do just kind of say, oh, that's amazing even just because it's our favorite software. <coughs> BTC. Uh, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. Um, Kirsty said she felt bad in a review session with QuickBooks about practice management software. It just didn't do the basic things I expected for clients already imported from QB. Wasted opportunities, things it should know. Yeah. Uh, Aaron can't say anything on practice management and QuickBooks because he's under all the NDAs in the world. Um, and I'm not involved for ethical reasons in that area uh, due to my allegiances to client engager. Um, all, all I can say is it's named. The name doesn't help it. If it was QuickBooks Task Management Solution, would be absolutely spot on because it is a fantastic task management solution, but that's all I will say. Cool. Okay, no problems. Right, we've only got a few minutes left, Aaron. Um, so... I believe you've got an update for us on Translucent. So yeah. anyone that doesn't know what Translucent was, it's a new software that came into the market that has been launched by basically half the X0 team for what we can work out. There's some really big names behind this bad boy. We covered it a few weeks ago. Um, but Aaron, you've got some updates on it, I believe. Yeah, so they've got a five million funding round, which is going to obviously help with their investment. <laughs> Meaning, you know, they're not just going to release a software that's uh, just feature parity. They're aiming for much more than that. It does help when you've got that financial backing, right? But that's what they have got um, deciding to do. The CFO Super App, as they like to be called, um, is going into beta in terms of their QuickBooks connection. So they started their life out, and it makes sense because when you look at the people who are out there and, and, and and involved in it, there was a lot of zero-based um, experts that were in the field. So they kind of started out their life with zero, made a lot of headway with it. And I've played around with the zero side of things 
works really well. The idea is you can connect multiple entities and it becomes one true source where you can find particular transactions. You can later down the line, you'll be able to do group reports, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be a really good um, app when it comes to come to market. But their QuickBooks app is starting to work quite well. I feel, and we kind of thought this anyway, they've had a lot more challenges um, in getting the QuickBooks integration there. Maybe this is another push for, look, QuickBooks, we need to have a, another chat about APIs. Um, I know Client Engage are in the same boat on that one. Um, well, everyone's in the same boat, right? Um, but at the moment, as it stands, the way that it looks is that they're building it. It seems to be working fine. Um, well, it seems to be working. Um, there's definitely going to be features that you get from connecting zero clients that you won't get from QuickBooks at this point in time. But hopefully... This will just be another one of those examples where we can go look. Um, if you want to, you know, have software that's going to be on par with QuickBooks in terms of your third parties, QuickBooks are going to have to start bringing more APIs to the table, aren't they? Um, and, and bringing it from there. But so far, so good. I'm, you know, even for me, for my clients, and, and even for Boffix, Boffix is a group. Um, so that's a great kind of use case to see how it's working and stuff. And yeah, it seems to be working as intended. So. Fingers crossed on this one. It's definitely one to keep an eye out for. I'd highly recommend people, um, you know, put it on their radar because I think it will be something that's going to be useful for bigger clients going forward. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> cool. Um, a couple of minutes left. So <clears throat> um, Fathom have also announced an update. Um, they've updated budgets so that you can now um, write budgets using classes, locations, Etc. from both Zero and QuickBooks. Um, so you can do all your different budgets for each location or each class or each tracking category. And that all then combines into the overall company budget, which is great. Um, I'm, I haven't used Fathom properly yet, but my uh, in my recent acquisition, we did become a Fathom user um, because they have Fathom. So I'll have to have a look at that um, and go from there. Um, but also, uh, if all revelations, it turns out that I'm now a Platinum Zero partner because of that acquisition, which is, it, I had to add that logo to some of our team's email footers the other day. That left a slight sick feeling, if I'm honest. Yeah. I may have, yeah. may have uh, hovered over the delete button as well on my contact list, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Aaron nearly blocked me because of it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so but you know, whilst fa every software keeps making these advancements, like Fathom doing budgets and stuff, it spurs the rest of the reporting market on to make parity and improve upon it, which is what we are all looking for, regardless of what softwares we're using. So we're SIF Analytics, um, but when Fathom launch a new tool, then everyone has to stand up and look and go, "Cool, we we could do that. That would advance our product offering." Uh, which is what we're looking for ultimately in all of our software yeah. providers. Especially in something such a crowded market, right? Like that is a very difficult, I think I'd be very surprised to see a new startup get any headway in that market now. It seems to be very mature, very um, set in stone, isn't it? And and it's so difficult for them. Like at the end of the day, a lot of what businesses need the QuickBook Zero and Sage will do it for them. There is that it's for a more premium offering, isn't it? And that's where they need items like this that they've released for them to be able to offer that premium service for them. Because most of those clients are having locations and classes, and that's because that's what they're interested, right? They're interested in online versus offline sales. They're interested in you know which of their shops should they be considering for you know expansion or which ones they should be getting rid of, and they need this sort of granular data to be able to get that. Through. so yeah exactly. good update i think and yeah is what's needed definitely yeah yeah it's a powerful update i think that those those clients that need that granular data are going to really benefit from that one so yeah that's definitely. great to see cool well in that case i'm going to bring this session to a close so aaron can go back to and go and have some breakfast with his wife and um, on my honeymoon. carry on my honeymoon <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be over in a few hours <laughs> Um, so yeah, so thank you very much to all of our listeners and viewers today coming in live on a bank holiday. Um, and Aaron, 
Chrissy, from myself and all of our viewers and listeners, congratulations again. I'm looking forward to celebrating with you. My wife has even messaged me saying, oh my God, just heard the first part of the podcast on my way to work. Congratulations. So we will oh, look forward to that. joining you this evening and celebrating uh, that fantastic news. Um, but uh, anything else you need to tell us about, Aaron? Anything coming up this week or is that a week of chill? Yes, it's going to be a week of chill. Obviously, you get to see the killers. That'll be uh, that'll be amazing. And yeah, I feel like yeah, it's uh, we can uh, finally chill. I mean, Chrissy goes off to India in a few weeks, a few days time. So there's always also that to contend with. So yes, timing was never our, our strong point, but it's yeah, it's uh, we're very happy about it. it's. But it's all right because while Chrissy's in India, you and I are catching up a few times, aren't we? So. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's not going <laughs> to help the image. That's not going to help either, is it? <laughs> All the rumours. We'll have the Hello magazine chasing us for storylines soon. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Well, well, thank you very much to everyone that's joined us today. Um, of course, don't forget that you can leave comments. Join us live every Monday morning at 8.30am. Or you can listen back to us on your favourite podcast or YouTube channels. Uh, we are on all the socials, so always leave comments, even if you're watching us back later, and we will come back to them if we can. Um, and thank you very much, as always. We will uh, see you all next week. Cheers, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. I will find it, don't worry. Bye. Bye.